G'day and welcome to the Cultivate Farms podcast. Sam Marwood here and thank you for taking the time to listen to our podcast. We're thinking of as many ways to get you onto your farm or help you to step back and we really hope you find all this information useful and inspiring. Let's get you farming. Well, you can crowdfund just about anything these days, but would you ever consider hitting up the public for money to sell off your farm? Crowdfunder Domacom is working with retiring farmers to help aspiring farmers get a leg up in the rural property market. Jodie Burgess explains how she became involved in their latest venture to raise capital for the sale of her Scottsdale farm she bought four and a half years ago. Well, we had 28 acres at Dubbo and it was basically sand and scrub and uh, we had... We were spending 200 a week for feed for six cattle and 12 sheep and we realised it wasn't going to get any wetter and it wasn't going to get any cooler and I had two-year-old weathers who'd never seen green grass. So we had a look around, we just opened up realestate.com and, and searched for the, the perfect farm, found it here in Tassie and thought, well, actually that's not something we'd ever thought about. We'd thought about Orange or Armadale or places like that. Flew down here between Christmas and New Year and arranged to buy it. So then we packed up the whole farm from Dubbo, animals and all. Brought it. I left a lounge behind so I could buy the, bring the portable sheep yards. But um, yeah, we shifted everything down here. And my husband's an electrician, so a tradesman can work anywhere. So that was quite handy. But I had to leave my job and I've been putting in time on the farm here, gradually building it up instead. And um, a friend bought, paid in for a third share because there's two houses and she said I've always wanted to live in Tassie I'll buy a third share and I'll live down there and her dream didn't materialise mainly because she ended up with health problems and she's the one who's needing to to sell out and whose share that we're needing to sort of solidify back into the farm. Where did you get the idea to crowdfund? Well, it's one of the suggestions that Cultivate Farms makes, um, that you start looking outside the square, outside the envelope, outside the box, whatever the, the current terminology is, in that, especially after the Royal Commission, finance through your standard line of, of lending through the banks is harder to get. And most young people don't have 30, 40 years' worth of work behind them building equity and interest and it's it's tough being a farmer and it's even tougher when you come to it at 40 or 50 years old. If I was 25 years old I'd have a lot more energy and a lot more strength and a lot more time to develop it. So it's the idea is to try to get people onto farms decades before they might otherwise be and crowdfunding, um, alternative finance and just vendor finance, different ways of going than other than marching up to the bank and trying to present them with a business plan and have them just go, computer says no. Farming has historically been something that people did with large groups. It was their neighbours, their families, people used to pull labour to raise a barn, you'd have a big family of kids. You weren't alone, but these days nearly every farmer's on their own. Yeah, there's, there's so many farms are now farmed with just one person. The ability to share what you're doing with other people and have other people involved through the crowdfunding is, is something that may also lift a little bit of that loneliness from farmers as well. So what's on offer? Here on this farm? Well, we've got 100 acres. We have more sheds and infrastructure than you can dream of. We've got another cottage. It's a two-bedroom cottage that's been recently renovated, but there is more than adequate room to put up you know, add extra rooms to it. 100 acres here. 
Uh, it's basalt soil, which is um, the best growing soil you can get. We have frontage to the Brid River. We have tarred sealed road access to Launceston, that's an hour away. Sealed road access to the beach, 20 minutes away. Uh, couriers come and go every day to Lonnie, so you can get produce into town quite easily. How does the financial side of things work? What do you get out of it? And what do the investors who are essentially paying for the sale of this property? Well, the investors through Domacom get uh, first the capital growth on the shares. So, for instance, I think real estate around here is, is generally, or farm real estate, is generally considered to be going at about 6% per annum. So that's a 6% per annum increase in the value of their shares. And then at the same time, they will get a 5% lease payment Uh, which is distributed pro rata on how much of the shares they have. So they're also getting an income of 5%. After management fees on the platform, it's probably 4.5%, something like that. Now, they can buy and sell shares through the Domacom platform, so it becomes like a a sort of self-contained trading market, but there has to be someone who's looking to buy at the time, or if you're wanting to buy, there has to be someone who's looking to sell, but it's the same with all shares. So they get um, that financial return. If you have $2,500 in a term deposit, you're getting almost nothing in interest. So if you have a small amount like that, it's quite a good investment. If you had 500000 you can find that sort of interest rate in lots of places. But for the little people who might want to be into something um, just a little bit different rather than just trying to buy one-third of a, a rental house, um, it gives them an opportunity to spread their investments between lots of other they can do a, some on a solar farm, some in a childcare centre, some into a little farm to help you know, get a farmer onto it. They've spread the risk and they can also spread their interest. So for the investors, it's a novel way of actually um, getting their money into the investment market without having to find 50000 and risk everything. And for you? Well, for us, it, it will um, stabilise the title in that the lady will be paid out for her one-third share and she'll be on her way. Uh, It'll pay out the mortgage, so that won't be a consideration anymore. So we will have security of tenure. So the main thing for me isn't so matter ownership. I don't have to own a farm to live on it, but I need to have security of residence. And because we will have uh, better than 25% equity, we get to vote... In order to sell the farm, they have to 75% of the shares have to vote to sell it. And if I own more than 25%, I can stop that vote. So we will have, as long as I want to live here, the right to, to live here and to run some stock because I'd like to be found you know, dead one day out by the chookyard with a bucket of scraps. You know, I don't necessarily want to fade away in a retirement home. So to live here as long as I'm physically able is what we're after. And, and Domacom allows that. And that's the first part of what they do and then the second part of what they do will allow a farmer to come alongside us they can lease for a couple of years if they just want to try it Um, and that just means they help us cover those lease fees or pay us a lease if it's not for them they simply move out and we continue on the way we were if it is for them they can buy in at whatever rate pleases them or whatever rate they feel they need they can buy in in the small increments they can buy equity off us or they can buy them off the investors and they could continue buying equity right up until they own 100%, or at any time they can approach Domacom and say, we'd like to buy the whole farm, or they could leave it as it is because maybe one day they'll want to be transferring equity in the same way to another incoming farmer. And it's a platform that means you don't have to end up paying stamp duty all the time when you change the title. How much say do you have over the 
type of people that would potentially move in here? They'd be your neighbours, they'd be living right next to you. Because it is, uh, there's just a stone's throw away and because they'd be working with us in a lot of ways, we vet everybody that comes on. So the people that have looked at it so far, we've had a look around the farm, we've looked at all the sheds, we've sat down and talked. They've talked about their finances and, and their hopes and aspirations and what they want to grow and we've done the same. There's a lot of reasons it's not a good fit for some people. It's too big, too small. Um, you know, the, the whole Goldilocks thing. There's going to be one person, or possibly a few, but there's at least going to be someone somewhere that this is the perfect fit for. And we'll just keep interviewing people until it is. What we're looking for in a farmer is a sense of humour, a sense of perspective, animal welfare. Like, we eat our own livestock, but they live a good life till then, so there's no tolerance of, of mishandling of the animals. Some of them are going to die of old age. Yeah, there'll always be an uncle on the flock or something like that to help with the young'uns, but the, the right kind of person will love being here. The views are fantastic. It's all about just the right personality for the place. Jodie Burgess involved in the Next Generation Farmer Project with crowdfunder Domacom. Thanks for your attention. We know there are thousands of other things you could be doing or other podcasts you could be listening to, but you've chosen to listen to us. We appreciate your time so much. Please reach out uh, as we're happy to work through your farm ownership pathway with you. Let's get you farming.